Well, it's good to find dolls. I think I'm going to have a lot of little snippets throughout the day. Today is Saturday. Hope you are having <clears throat> an absolutely beautiful Saturday. It is gorgeous outside. Sun shining, coming in through all, every single window. Light, bright, sunshiny, but cold as hell. <laughs> cold as hell, right? But really cold. But Here's a little snippet. You know, um, I, I, I get the sense I need to stay in uh, a little bit of energy or kind of address some things. We've been talking about Mammy Tarot Readers, and I'm kind of inching my way towards what mammying looks like in the um, Black community. But maybe I can knock out both because um, I want to talk about men who coddle other men. Also, um, like I said, I'm going to throw out little bits and pieces here, little morsels throughout the day. But um, one of the reasons that mammying is really bad. Now, understand that to me, the way I have come to understand it is it's a woman who coddles a man who coddles a grown man, right? And so what's happening is, and I talked about this, like how I see it in, in the, with the tarot readings for the Divine Masculine Twin Flame journey, they are making it acceptable for this person to not perform, right? And it's almost glorifying the fact that they're indecisive, that they're ghosting, that they're orbiting, that they're not there for their families. They're not being able to make logical decisions they're lagging and being able to to make decisions in the real world in the real world and that's one of the things it's like there is no way i could lag or be indecisive or be in and out of of you know any other like work relationship or um families lives or situations like that and be able to make it and to ascend right and so when we have mamming in the black culture there's stuff to be done in the black community we have and i say we have a 50 billion dollar per year unemployment issue this is not the time to be coddling we need male strong leadership out there to protect to provide to be in the households we can't have you in and out of our love lives we cannot have you in and out of our children's lives. We need you to show up and show up strong. We need you to be logical. We need you to be decisive. We need you to make decisions. Okay? So that that's a huge issue. And, and the coddling means that, you know, if you're going to mammy these people about the unemployment, you're going to be patting them hand and be like, oh, it's because of the system. Oh, it's because of the prison pipeline. Listen, it gets to a point where part of the fight, part of where you get your muscle is you've got to push back. Have to. As a woman, I had to. I had to figure out what it was to work in these white people's spaces. And if that meant that I had to, um, I don't know, learn their lexicon and code switch and, and do what I needed to to get my money to, to be able to get some skills, make the money back, money grab, and get out and, and be where I am now where I'm not dependent on them, then that's what you need to do. But this is not the time to cuddle them. So, but this is almost going to be three points of, of examples of why mammying and coddling um, men is not good because here I am, right? I understand my role as a woman. 
So when it comes to a scenario where um, I, I was put in a situation where I'm expecting the man to take up the leadership, I know the stuff, right? And and it's also the concept of too many people in the kitchen, right? So I understand even when you look at chess, the 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 black queen doesn't come into play until halfway through the game. But that means that she's in the back, she's in the cut, sharpening her swords, just crossing the T's, dotting the I's type of a thing. But so the 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 masculine was addressing stuff. So I'm literally just over their shoulder, like looking to make sure, okay, this is done, this is done. Cool. So I'm I'm just remaining in the background. But the expectation was kind of like, well, how come you're not, you know, how how come you don't have your boots on the neck? Look, it's it's so funny, but let's play with the analogy. If you're keeping your boots on someone's neck, it's only one neck. So if I put my boots on, you know, you have your boots on their neck. Where exactly are my boots going to be? That means my boots are going to be on top of your boots on somebody's neck. Like, make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's situations there's handle. Now, if this person decided to reach for something, I got that pot, I got that steel pot pan, it just kind of like whoop, whoop, you know, or or kind of give a little punch to the gut if I need to, right? But But do you start to see why you, you start to understand where... It's like, and so the reason I'm saying mamming is bad is because I can see where this person may have been conditioned that the woman also needs to be in there throwing punches. It's like, no, you have the situation handled. You're doing the right thing. And I'm here for reinforcement or backup. I mean, that might still kind of seem a little bit, um, it, it, it might still be a little, um, how do you call it, extreme in some extents, but, but I'm trying to get a point across in terms of, you know, now we're telling Black men that women need to be in here, you know, doubling up on stuff. But in the women's world, when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, it's, it's just not going to work, right? You need one head of household, you need one person to stand up, and you need the masculine to to stand up and position. Because let's just continue to play with this whole analogy. So I'm the woman. I am physically weaker when it comes to some things. I'm not even going to try to pretend and try to be like, oh, hey, yo, bitch. No, 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 no. I already told y'all. I'm not even trying to get into fights with like masculine women. I mean, if I have to, I have to. I already told you guys, like, I will use my dog spray mace if I need to and give you six, you know, like, back it up, back it up, sis. Like, I'm not finna break a nail. You're not trying to reach for my hair. No, no. But so even when you look at, you know, because we like to use these analogies, keep the boots on their necks, especially in the black community. And I'm here trying to keep my boots, my stilettos on somebody's neck right? The chances of him overpowering me are greater to none. So might as well let it be the man, keep the boots on the neck. That's what he's there for, the protection, the provision, the leadership going out in the front. And that's going to be far more effective than me keeping my boots on their neck and you're in the back poking your sticks at me like, hold him down, he's getting up. Hold him down, he's getting up. You got to keep keep more pressure keep more pressure keep poking me with the stick and i'm yelling at you now gender wars and i'm trying to keep the boot on his neck and he's going to overpower me 
And you're not even going to try to grab a, a pen and try to hit him upside the head or kick him in the gut or something. And I'm talking about like the system and, and the issues that we have in the community and how we've been approaching it. But I want to really drive home this point before I get to the second point. I want to drive home the point that part of the problem with mammying is when I understand my position as a Black queen, right? And that it means that the man is supposed to be the leader. He's supposed to be at the forefront. He's supposed to be head of household or in some situations. Now, it is funny. Like one of the things I'll talk about, because it just came to my mind and I was like, oh, hell no. I have had these little Hebrew Israelites try to tell me that they're going to pray for me. No, you will not. No, you no, sir. No, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am. I already have conditions. I don't let any and anybody pray for me. You better not pray for me. If you're not living in a mansion in a Bentley and with a happy family, happily married with happy, successful kids, do not pray for me. I am, that's a whole other, I already did a podcast on that. Do not pray for me. Okay. If your house looks worse than mine, your finances are are worse than mine, your health is worse than mine, you are not in a happy union, and your kids are running around here unruly, you do not pray for me. And I had this um, Hebrew Israelite trying to, this is part of their tactics, try to tell me about, um, let me pray for you. No, sir, for one, I did not give you authorization. For two, you are not my head of my household. So I understand that now we're starting to look at all of the power dynamics and, and that type of thing. But when it comes to, to certain situations, when it comes to the Black community, you have to have the leaders, right? But I could see that even in this um situation, his expectation was kind of like, how come you're not here up here fighting with me? And I had to tell him, I said, look, I saw what you told that person. I saw you address the situation and it's actually really good. There's no point for me to, to come in and, and blow smoke. And it, it helped to, to, to help understand, you know, that situation. Thankfully, you know, the communication is there. And, and so I'm taking inventory of the dynamics and how that plays into other roles. Now you're going to have these expectations among other men where they think that the woman should be out in the forefront or in the leadership. And, and again, it, it's interesting because let's not, if you want to be ignorant and remedial with it, I can't help you. I have nowhere to go but up and forward and strong and powerful and to dominate. So there's going to be people who are going to nitpick and say leadership. Listen, I'm we're going to have to learn to compartmentalize stuff. There's the home, there's in the workplace and in the black community. Absolutely be a leader, divine feminine, in every sense of the word, dominate the board. And we talk about, you know, the, the, feminine CEO or the divine feminine CEO. Um, there's great courses out there by, you guys already know um, that I love, like uh, April Mason and the other one that I'm actually looking to, the tab is open right there, is um, Universe Guru with Mina, you know? And then we have what it means in the Black community in terms of our agendas and our issues, right? So let's clear that up right now, clear up all of that. But but do you see how those things start to spill into other areas, right? I hope that I, I made sense with that, why it's an issue. And then the second thing was, we talked a little bit about mammying from a woman 
where you're crippling them. You think that you're helping them and you're helping their ego. But the thing is, um, I kind of could share this. Like, like I said, I have younger siblings that are, um, that are boys. And one of the things my mom always would talk about, not always, but she would mention is the babe, the, the, the babies, all of them are babies to me, right? It, in the family unit, don't, don't get it. <laughs> I swear, I hear the most remedial Pookie and Raymates in my voice and the uh, shaka leukemia is like trying to come for me. Like, it's just funny. I already know. They're going to be like, see, so you do see them as boys. No, no, no. Those are my siblings. Those are my heartbeats at the end of the day. The, the baby after me, the boy after me, the son after me, he was two years old. And, um, and so he, when I tell you my brothers are like six, five, six, 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 seven, like in that order, like they're right up there. Right. And so the brother after me, like when you talk about their body types, he's a big boy. He's not fat. He's like big shoulders, tall, like, <laughs> He he's solid, and so if you want to imagine what he was like, we have pictures of, of course, of when he was, you know, baby, two years old. So for my mom to be carrying him around on her hip is is, is a big baby boy, is a big baby boy, and so um, we were we were walking, and my mom's trying to, you know, very feminine, her dress and her heels and the purse and the hair, and God has me as a kid too. And so my dad told her, said, let him, let him walk. And she's like, oh, but he's, and so my mom being motherly and maternal and, you know, you, you've got to always take inventory of when they're growing and what that means. And so she's like, oh, but you know, he's, he's a baby, let him, and he said, no, he needs to grow strong. He needs to walk. He needs to, to build muscle. When I tell you, my brother is like... <laughs> When I tell you that advice, listen, he is, Jesus, he is solid. It is not even funny. Like, and I've been, like, I remember one of my favorite memories. We went to the mall. Like, we, um, I had gotten my driver's license because I'm the oldest, and they let us drive the car to the mall. And we were still in our church clothes, so we were all dressed up. When I tell you, well, for me... <laughs> Hair done in my dress, manicured, heels on. I know, I know I looked good. That's part of the reason why we asked to get the car to go to the mall. <laughs> and my brothers are suited and they're tall. At this point, they're they're like just as tall or taller than I am, right? My brothers look good. So when we were walking through the mall, we were turning heads because you got four people over six feet tall. And that's been my experience. Anytime I go with my brothers, sometimes women are straight disrespectful. I remember one time I was out with my girlfriend and one of my, my baby brother and these two, and they were, they were white women. <laughs> the disrespect, yo, they came over to him, but they must've thought he was a basketball player. And, um, and so the, the two, um, I know I'm, 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 uh, I'm allowed to chit chat. Don't worry, I'm gonna get to story number two. I'm allowed to chit chat. It's Saturday. Do not come for me. Okay. So they came. They they um. We had passed the kiosk, and I saw when they were like, Google like googling him with his with their eyes. But whatever. I'm observant of my surroundings. But I was still talking to my friend, my girlfriend. And then when we came back around, that's when they just came like straight over to him, and she's like, um. 
the, the the two girls, but one of them was like, oh, my friend, she really wants your number. She thinks you're so hot. And she like, oh, so slutty, so slutty. And so he's like, no, thanks. I'm not interested. And they're like, really? He's like, we would love to spend time with you. We would think you'd be, you know, have a good time. And he's like, no. Now, mind you, they don't know if I'm, I would like to think that we look alike. But I, like I said, I was with another. Because sometimes, um, and we would make jokes about this too, because now I'm starting to remember I would say some stuff, but it's not, it's not funny. Like when girls would come up and I would be with my brother, we would joke about it, <laughs> but I'm not going to go there. But um, part of why I think that one was just so more disrespectful is because she didn't, wouldn't have known from looking to see, what I'm saying is she probably could tell that it was my, my brother because we do look alike. Um, and so maybe she figured it was a family situation but I was with another girl and so she didn't I think she was being disrespectful because how did she know that wasn't his girlfriend or that type of thing like but anyways a slut does what a slut does so but he and so when I tell you like he had to tell him like three times and we're walking mind you we are still in stroll and but they were trying to get his number and that was a funny day too because like but no sooner had we gotten them off of our back when we hit another corner and this girl is like sir uh would you like some perfume you know that had, like how they have the kiosk with all the perfumes and stuff and he's like but she's talking to him though right would you like a perf- like to sample this perfume she already seen us coming He's like, no, but his voice is, I can't, I'm not even going to try to pretend and do his voice like, no, no, <laughs> type of thing. So then she's like, oh, but you're so handsome. And then we're like, me and my friend were cracking up. And so my girlfriend, like, uh, she was like, dang, is it like that? I'm like, I'm like, girl, all the time, all the time when you go out with him, it's like, girls will literally throw themselves at him. It's crazy. And she was, she thought it was so hilarious. She, she's the only child, but um, so she hadn't really like seen that type of behavior. <laughs> but but yeah anyways whatever whatever so the second issue where I see that mamming is an issue is um I I don't know that there's a term for men who coddle other men but um I was watching a, a YouTube stream and I like intellectual conversations that's what I gravitate towards you can probably tell some of the things that I've cited or referenced the 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 intellect is there and they're addressing issues in the black community. And so this um, guy had written a comment and all of the grammatical errors were there. And so the person was correcting them, right? And so it was interesting to me. I read the comment and then I went, I was like, I bet you this is a mammy. And the comment said, oh, you can't be too rough on him. Um, he, you know, he was trying to say, it, it. what he says is what matters. But the thing is, when I looked next to it, it was a man. And I'm like, this is a problem. Because I'm going to talk a little bit about how this also plays into relationships. And I understand part of the underlying problem of being quote unquote unequally yoked, right? Because we talk about the dynamic of the black woman having to work for the, for the white man, right? And so with that, it's also predicated under understanding that in order for black women or any or or even a black man, right? But I'm talking about even if for a woman, we have to be 10 times better 
at what we do. So we have have been programmed to make sure that things are on time, that they're sharp, that they're, um, you know, no grammatical errors. You have to know the difference between they, they, and their, and they are, right? You've got to know the difference between the T-H-E-I-R, T-H-E-Y-A-R-E, and the apostrophe T-H-E-Y-E-Y apostrophe A-R, right? I'm running out of time. Those things matter. Those things, you get to the point where if you have grammatical errors in your stuff, not only does it undermine, because now we had to put put everything to a grinding halt, right? But the glad, good thing is I'm glad that it was a man correcting another man. But it was interesting t- for me to see the coddling behavior, not from another man, not from another, from a woman, <clears throat> but from another man. And so now we start to get into issues where, you know, we're going to tell them that it's okay to be mediocre when you live in a dominated society where they tell you that they require excellence. I couldn't tell you how many times I have made the mistake or seen the mistake or made the rejections on behalf of my boss because the the, the um, T's weren't crossed, the I's were Do you think that you could go into, into contracts and laws without um, the excellence? Because what, so part of what I was talking about is when that woman comes home and she is talking to her husband or significant other, it's already programmed into you that it has to be perfect. It has to be excellent. The bills have to be paid on time so that the credit score is on time and certain things are taken care of. And it has to be, you're operating at a level of excellence that's in the home and the domicile residents, right? But what does that mean in the Black community? And so sometimes you start to get into this language where it's like, oh, you think you're better in. And so then you have the coddling where it's kind of like, oh, it doesn't matter that his grammar is not there. He grew up in a bad system. And so that's what what matters is what he says. No, you need to come and you need to come correct and you need to come strong. Right? And so I hope that you can kind of see how all of these things, our culture, I talk about how our culture is predicated on not protecting the black queen. Culture is predicated on the fact that we're so busy poking sticks at each other that we don't pay attention to the true enemy, right? We're not paying attention to what's happening with our young people. We are not, um, we are not sending a clear cut message to the things that we value and that we want. And we're not pouring that into the people who are showing up that way, including our young people. Another thing that runs through our community is the poverty mindset. So I, I'm happy with being paid less than what I'm worth, but, and so then that means that we accept that our young people are being paying less than what they're worth, or we kind of gaslight them for saying, why should we have to represent you to defend the kingdom? Why should we have to, you know, make sure that you can thrive doing what you need to do to get our voice and to get our message out there? We're stingy as AF with it, right? I've talked about that. And so all of these things, including the mammying, it's kind of like when we're talking about separation of the wheat from the tares, it's coming to the point where we need to perform in excellence. It's no longer about, it's a distinction between the boys and the men. It's a distinction between the boys and the men. And we need strong men that are going to 
step up and be leaders. And the funny thing is you might be wondering, well, this message is not for men and it's not just for women. I think that one of the things I've, I'm having to learn within the last 48 hours is who the mammy whispers to and who is her hero and who the Athena goddess intellect engages with and who is her hero right and still staying in my place still staying in my temple and still strategizing still keeping my swords sharpened but i understand who my hero is right and that's who i collaborate with and that's who i mastermind with and that is who i value and at the end of the day you know i talked about how mina said that women are more process oriented and men are more outcome oriented and that's a beautiful message that i also want to drive home here too we've got to think about what the outcome is when the mammy and the 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 man that is going to coddle that that person in his low performance not cut, making the cut the outcome is failure and that's that's where we are right now because i want to drive home this point semantics and language and those things matter caliber excellence matters because like i said you know you're going to send him the message that it's okay for him to make those grammatical statements in in a statement that he's making and he's going to try to go out into the white world and it's going to undermine the whole effort of what he's trying to get across because they will laugh at him they will make a mockery of him it will detract away from everything that what he meant to say so if you're in a dominant society and you already know that you have to be 10 times better baby boy go and i do mean boy because he's still a boy (laughs) go fix the grammar make sure that when you make other statements that it's grammatically correct right? And that it's accurate. Keep the standard of excellence. So now they don't have something to nitpick at, pick at you and your message can, can be taken with the seriousness that it needs to be taken with, right? But don't give us loopholes for failure. Okay. So I'm going to continue to stay in this in this um, energy just a little bit more, but I don't plan to stay on it too long myself. I think that as a content creator, there's going to be, you know, things that I see that we need to address and I need to speak my piece on it. But um, I don't plan on spending the rest of 2022 talking about a mammy. We have other issues at hand. I'm not going to spend all of 2022 talking about the coddling that's going on. We have other issues at hand. We have our young people. We have people that are in place that we need to funnel our efforts into financially with support, with votes, right? And that's what I'm I'm planning to make my moves on. So I'm still on the board. I'm still playing on my role. There are things that I won't come into play into until we're halfway through the game. And I'm um, having to navigate the conversations of what it means and whose air am I whispering. And I am not going to take a mammy and cult, um, approach to this. Mammying means that um, you're coddling them in their weakness and the outcome is um, lost. Me connecting with divine masculines and my heroes means that the outcome means that we dominate the board, that we win, that we create a paradise, 
One of my favorite books, um, I talked about it. I'm not going to have, am I going to have chance in the next 30 seconds here to get it? One of the, the books that I um, absolutely loved here was talking about um, the art of psychological warfare, how to skillfully influence people undetected and how to mentally subdue your enemies in stealth mode, right? But one of the things is kind of like, uh, this is what I'm fighting for, right? This is what my pretty intellect is fighting for. Paradise for my black babies that are coming behind me. When I tell you a lot of the things that I do and have become is because of for my niece, I want her to have the paradise of not having to worry about the real estate that I'm going to pass on to her being under undervalued. I don't want my niece to enter. She, right now she's a teenager. I'm so proud of her because she's going to be starting taking college classes next year. And she's just going to be a sophomore in high school. I don't want her to have to inherit or get real estate when she's 21 or 18 and have to worry about an appraiser coming out because of redlining and undervalue. That's what I'm fighting for. That's what I'm fighting for. I don't want any young person or any other of the youth, right? I don't have children of my own, but I don't want them to have to experience redlining and continue to experience um, medical apartheid. I've shared my experience with that, right? I want my fight, the things that I'm doing, the intellect that I'm applying to this conversation, the strategy, the Athena goddess of war and wisdom that I'm applying to these conversations is because I'm fighting for a paradise for my for the for the young people coming behind me for the black community. Okay? Because right now we're not in paradise. Right now we're in a, in a little bit of turmoil financially, economically, politically. Okay, that's what I'm fighting for. So um, I'm going to, I'll be back. I'll be back. Enjoy your Saturday. Um, Thank you for letting me to whisper in your ear. I am your baby Oracle. It has been my pleasure. Um, Absolutely enjoying the sunshine. I'm probably going to go out, get some sun, be back. (laughs) 